With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yeah, great to have your company here. You can join us any time on the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Or give us a call on the open line, 13 12 55. Great to have your company on the program. And I was a bit uh, disappointed, actually. I was even a bit shocked to, after speaking to him on the program last week, Jai Richardson, to find out that he's injured himself once more. And I wanted to get to the bottom of it and see exactly where he's at because he's such a a talented young man that's just not getting a fair break at the moment because of injury and he's having long stints on the sidelines. So I thought I'd give Kate Harvey, who's the general manager of high performance at the WACA, a call and maybe Kate can bring us up to date on how Jai is. Kate, thanks for your time. No worries, Pete. He can't take a trick at the moment, can he? No, it's a bit rough after a long hamstring uh, recovery and, and getting back into some cricket to to pop his shoulder like he did last week uh, on his you know sort of planned return. Um, it's disappointing for him, but um, yeah, look, it's one of those things. Obviously, having injured that shoulder in the past, um, there's a bit of history there. It's affected his throwing in the past, but yeah, um, yeah I think at the it's at the lower end of what a of what a dislocation can be, and um, we're pretty hopeful we can get him back out there bowling soon enough. So he's been cleared of any structural damage? Oh, I think essentially when you dislocate your shoulder, you do a, a, a you know a, a minimum degree of um, there's a minimum degree of damage in there um, that you sort of do when you when you pop your shoulder. But it was certainly at the lower end of um, of the injury itself. Um, it popped back in pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, the damage around the shoulder joint itself is is better than it could have been. Um, so we're just working with CA now, given he's a CA contracted player and you know he's got international cricket on the horizon where we're working with them at the moment around um, what a return to play looks like whether that's whether they're planning for him playing test cricket this summer or being part of the Australian team in the T20 series in India we're not sure so we're just trying to get a a read on that and then and then help him prepare um, for what his next assignment would be but thankfully that's a that's certainly sooner rather than later. Mm. He was fielding in that second 11 match for WA against South Australia in Adelaide last week. Uh, was he a chance? Because I know WA play Adelaide or South Australia in a Sheffield Shield match uh, later this week there in Adelaide. Was he a chance to stay in Adelaide and maybe be part of that Sheffield Shield team had he got through unscathed? Yeah, he would have come home. He would have played the game Monday to Thursday. Our guys came home Thursday night after the second level, which is a, a really good game of cricket. Um yeah, he would have come home, but he certainly was in our plans to play Shield 3, which is the game against South Australia. So that was um, certainly in the forecast for him as part of that return. Um, but what that looks like now is, is obviously he's not playing this game. And, um, yeah, as I said before, probably determined by what, what Cricket Australia sort of see as his short-term plans around where he plays his cricket as to how we 
how we prepare him over the next little bit to, to return to bowl. So, um, yeah, that's something that we, you know, with those high-profile players who have got, who are contracted higher up the food chain, um, that's sort of part of the process. Mm. He's such a respected young man. He's a terrific young uh, cricketer and individual. Uh, have you spoken to him and how's he handling it all? Yeah, I haven't spoken to him, um, to him since he's been back. Certainly been in contact over or seen him in the last few weeks and he was up and about and, and buzzing just to be playing cricket again. So it's really disappointing on a personal level and that's certainly the, the sense or the feeling you have when you first when I first found out that he'd that he'd, in, that he'd injured his shoulder again. It was just a, you know, just a um, great deal of empathy for him, given that I've, you know, watched him over the last last nine months just slogging out rehab, you know, small groups sometimes by himself. And even today he was in, in at the whacker and he's running by himself. So you sort of feel for him a little bit um, in that that's been his life for the last nine months and he just wants to play cricket. You know, he's got himself in good shape and he's raring to go. I think he'd rolled eight overs in the second 11 game. And, um, you know, we've seen that he doesn't need a huge amount of cricket or a lot round amount of of prep to to have an impact as we saw in the start of last year's Big Bash and even um, when he came back um, first last year in one day cricket so um, yeah really feel for him but um, and he's had a few um, hard blows in the last couple of years but um, yeah we still feel like he's still a young man and he's still got plenty of cricket in front of him. Yeah let's hope he gets back on the track uh, really soon. Cam Green has decided to take a break during the the BBL. Uh, I think the last time I spoke to you you said if he's going to play uh, Big Bash cricket. He'll play for the Perth Scorchers, even though there's been overtures by the Brisbane Heat, reportedly. He's decided to take a break uh, just to get himself recharged. He's only 24 years of age, and I gather with all the cricket he's played, he might be a fraction fatigued. Yeah, look, I think that's the case. It's probably... I don't know that he's sort of got a prescribed break from the Big Bash. I just think that when it came to signing a contract and, and committing to playing the Big Bash... Um, Given that we've been having these talks over the last few months, um, he just didn't feel like he was ready to commit to wanting to play and sign a contract. So um, I think it makes sense that if he's not playing, you know, we're still hopeful that he's in the test team. And um, and even if he's not, um, that might be a time where he does have a does have a bit of a break. But um, that's I don't think that formal decision has been made on his behalf. Um, it's really just feeling like he didn't want to commit to that. Um, this far out from the tournament, given the heavy sort of last 12, 18 months that he's had. So we're really confident that if um, that if Greeny does play Big Bash, it'll be for the Perth Scorchers, but um, it'll be um, a decision made a bit further down the track when he's sort of had a chance to assess if he's playing Test cricket, if he's played more cricket in the World Cup, um, if he's played T20s in India, all of the above. So I think, um, yeah, I think he's had a long 12, 18 months and, and didn't want to overcommit. Mm. Um, to playing big bash this far out. Cam Bancroft has had a, a sterling start to the season, uh, the Sheffield Shield campaign. He's hitting runs galore, apart from great cricket on the weekend where he got a, a quack. But <laughs> um, he must be really firming as uh, maybe possibly playing uh, test cricket next year if uh, something opens up in regards to maybe Dave Warner's imminent retirement. Yeah, Warner's put it on the agenda. Dave Warner's put it on the agenda as to how he'd like to, to sort of end his test career, which, you know, in part, I think he's earned, he's earned that right. Um, and, and there's an opportunity there. I think Kawaja's of the same age. So there's probably two two spots over the next 12, 18 months, um, of which I think Cam would be right up there. I think Matt Renshaw is doing really well um, for Queensland. He's a good player. He's gone back up the top of the order for Queensland where he spent a bit of time in the middle order. But, you know, I think between Cam and, and Matt Renshaw, they've got two guys who are hungry for runs and are doing well. And, and putting their name up in lights. Marcus Harris is the other one. He's probably battled a little bit early on in the start of the summer, but 
um, yeah, I think that those two guys will probably battle it out and it's probably just a matter of the order in which they get their opportunity potentially based on um, how the Aussie team is set up over the next uh, 12 months or so. And we saw uh, Mitch Marsh on his 32nd birthday score that fantastic 100 against Pakistan in the World Cup match uh, the other day. He and Dave Warner sharing in about, what, 250-plus uh, run opening stand. Travis Head's arrived and now he looks like probably dropping down to number three. Do you think that'll impact him at all or how do you think he'll handle that after being so successful in the last couple of matches at the top of the order? Oh, I think that's probably Mitch's right spot. I think he's done as Mitch tends to do. He does whatever the team asks him to do and that was opening the batting. Um, but I think you know, I think if you said to most people, Mitch included, that three or four is probably his natural spot and, um, and I think he'll make a, a good fist to that. Um, especially in those conditions. But I think that's, that, that suits him. And I think you know, Travis Head was going really well. And, you know, as I said, Mitch, Mitch was really just filling a gap in the short term, knowing that they'd, they'd retained Travis Head in the, in the squad and were really keen to get him back into the team. So it makes sense. You know, it's, it's, um, you, know you see the difference when the openers get off to a good start, like, like they did in the last game, compared to um, maybe a few games before where we are probably asking the question, um, when's Travis Head coming back? Um, so it does mm. change quickly, but... Um, I think Mitch is, is, is well suited to anywhere really in the batting lineup, um, and, and whether that's three or four, um, you know, I think that'll that'll strengthen that Australian lineup for sure. Good on you, Kate. Thanks for bringing us up to date, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, you do uh, make it easy for us, and when we give you a call, you you ca- you come on board and you, you bring us up to date with what's happening down there at the Wacker. Thanks for your time. No worries. Anytime. Cheers, Pete. Good man, uh, Kate Harvey, the general manager of. Uh, Elite performance down there at the WACA ground. For Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. If you haven't heard, the Diamonds suffered a second straight Constellation loss, but they've still taken the series uh, win thanks to massive victories here in Australia. The Silver Ferns needed to win by 17 goals or more to claim the cup for just a third time, but their 53-50 to 50 victory wasn't enough in Auckland. It was a brilliant fight back by the Ferns, who trailed by as many as six goals before a stunning final quarter effort. That update thanks to Polaris. Plate clearance deals on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS plus get $1,000 free accessories. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment here on Sports Day WA.